to another edition of the Columbia University Sports Podcast, The Cusp Show. I'm Joe Favorito, not with my co-host Tom Richardson this week. Tom is off doing the business of sports, as we say. But we do have a very special guest today. Um, for those who've listened to our podcast in the past, we've had various and sundry Columbia faculty members, graduates of the Columbia University graduate program in sports management, some current students, former athletes, um, but I don't think we've ever had someone who was a firefighter. And not only a firefighter, but a graduate of our program. Yes. You have seen him on television and in movies. If you saw the Super Bowl That's two right. years ago, correct, Guy? That's correct, two years ago. You saw Guy Fort in an AARP commercial. Yes. Um, and we are a business of storytellers. And there is probably no one that I've come across that has kind of a more unique background who's gone through the rigors of 116th and Broadway uh, from Connecticut and kind of come out the other side than Guy Ford. So, Guy, welcome. Thank you, Joe. How are you doing today? Good, good. So, um, why don't you tell a little bit of uh, the people who are listening about your very unique background in acting, producing, um, some things on the community side in sports, um, especially uh, in southern Connecticut, yes. uh, in the Stamford area. Uh, but why don't we start off with your family background? Because again, very unique. You have several offspring yes. who are professional athletes or about to be college athletes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the story of Guy Ford? Yes. So I'll just shut up. Yes. <laughs> so hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I come from Stanford, Connecticut, and I thank Joe and, and Maurice here for this opportunity. Um, I come from Stanford, Connecticut, uh, born and raised uh, all my life. Um, I have four wonderful children. Um, my oldest, Jafar Ford, who was a professional MMA fighter. My second oldest, Kyrie Ford, a professional football player, has played with several teams. Uh, the 126th pick uh, 2014 class uh, was a semifinalist for the Buckets Award guy. I have my daughter, who um, is a track and field runner at the University of Delaware. She does long jump, triple jump, and she's also great to go to vet, veterinarian school. And her first name is Guy? Anissa Fort. Thank you. And my youngest son, Omar Fort, is currently a freshman at UConn uh, as a defensive back. So my family has uh, been blessed to have the opportunity to be athletically inclined, and I think that comes from my wife, who also was a Division One basketball player for the University of Fairfield. How about that? Yeah, awesome. I didn't know that. That's when they yeah. came up. Yeah. So she played for Diane Nolan? She played for Diane Nolan. I actually that? I actually uh, sung at Diane Nolan's wedding. Really? So Diane Nolan's husband looks just like Eric Clapton. <laughs> and I can't think of his name right now, yeah, but he, does. he looks just like Eric Clapton. But he anyway. Um, but Guy, let's talk about how you actually came to Columbia, graduated from the program yes. uh, after a career that had nothing to do with sports or business. Right. So I, I came to Columbia University. I was uh, originally... Um, I went to the University of Richmond. First and foremost, I was a professional firefighter. Um, I was down at Ground Zero. I was also a part of Hurricane Katrina. In um, Stanford. In Stanford, yes. Yeah. So I was the guy that came down 24 hours after the, after the towers collapsed. I was right down there looking, doing uh, rescue and recovery on, um, on victims. Um, and so I, while I was there at the, as a professional firefighter, I said to myself, I wanted to go back to school and get my bachelor's degree because I already have my associate's degree. So I went back to the University of Bridgeport and got my bachelor's degree in organizational management. 
which went very well for me. Then I said to myself, you know what, let me see if I can get into an Ivy League school. So I applied to Yale University and I played to, uh, applied to graduate, Columbia, graduate school. Graduate school. Mm -hmm. uh, I applied to Columbia University and I got into both, but I chose wow. uh, Columbia because I wanted to get into the sports management where Yale just had a management program. And, and what year was that? This was 2014. So you started talking about brand reinvention. We always talk about people reinventing themselves. At a rel as a father, mm -hmm. as a former firefighter, as a husband, as a community activist, and I want you to talk a little bit about what you do with youth uh, and with former athletes and current athletes in Connecticut. Okay. Um, you decided that this was kind of a unique step, and I would say for people looking to reinvent them themselves later in life, Guy is a pretty good example of kind of stepping back and saying, let's kind of hit the reset button and figure out what we can do. So what was what was the experience like at the time? You were two, you did it for two years, the program? Yes, I did the programs for two years at the at uh, Columbia University. I said to myself, I wanted to just get into, first and foremost, I love the, the idea behind the Ivy League concept. That was the first thing. And, and, and then also the challenge of saying to myself, can I do this? Um, believe, believing in myself that, you know, wow, I'm, I'm able to get in and also participate. So, you know, I did it. I'm very, I'm very successful and happy. I met gentlemen like Joe, uh, Mr. Professor Joe, and uh, I, I think that I'm pretty successful at it. When you talk about rebranding, um, Joe, you, you're, you're talking about something that really touches me. Because a lot That's of why people, I asked. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of people don't know the, the, the branding concept. If you don't take and reinvent yourself, um, then you lose a lot of, of not try, just trying to make different things happen. And I'm a, a firm believer that when you go after whatever it is that you attempt to succeed in and you want to accomplish that goal, you can, you can succeed in it if you really try. So I'm really into rebranding myself and that's what I've been doing. And so let's talk a little bit about, um, a lot of people who listen to this are interested in giving back and community. Talk a little bit about your history of all the philanthropic stuff that you've done on the sports side, some of the athletes you've worked with, former professional athletes, to really kind of give back to the community, both as a, when you were a firefighter and then afterwards. Right, so I started in 2005 a program for the youth in the inner city of Stanford, Connecticut called the Northeast Five Star Showdown. And I did that because I felt that as a young football player, specifically, um, in Connecticut, they did not get the attention that they needed in order to be successful. So I, I got, I branded this concept of the Northeast Five Star Showdown when I brought in 250 kids from Connecticut, New York, Massachusetts, and then I would also collaborate with ESPN, Rivals, Scout, and all these different other outlets to get the the uh, notoriety to these kids because, like I told you, my son Kyrie who was the number two outside linebacker in the nation coming out of high school, I didn't just believe that he was the only guy that was successful. There were so many other kids in Connecticut who just didn't get the opportunity. So I created this Northeast Five Star Showdown. I've been doing it since 2005. I have renamed it because there's been a lot of Northeast Five Star Showdowns that have come out, and now it's called the New York New England Challenge, where I get kids from Massachusetts, Connecticut and New York, and they all come together on a seven-on-seven -seven scale, and and uh, um, you know play football basically. In, and in the city and what about life skills, academics? How do you factor all that into the messaging that you do? Right. So so I will give you an example. There was a young man who I uh, started out. His name was John Jenkins. So he came to me and said, Mr. Ford, I have a 1.5 GPA, 
in, in uh, class. No one wants me. Is there any way that you can help me out? So I grabbed this young man who plays, who was drafted by the New Orleans Saints. I grabbed him as a young pup and said, I'm going to help guide you through, through tutelage on how you're going to get to your next level. I got him over to some place called the Mississippi Golf Coast, which is a JUCO, a junior college. He left there after two years, had a um, um, opportunity to play football at 20 different organizations, and he got drafted in the third round by the New Orleans Saints out of the University of Georgia. So here's a guy that came from nothing, and I tried to teach them that academically, if you position yourself first, then you can move forward and your steps along towards getting to your next level. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. And you've um, come across many athletes, I would say, not just in Southern Connecticut, but who found you, whether it's through your kids, uh, who, who you've been able to mentor and right. give back. Uh, one of which is Ray Rice. Yes. Um, so why don't you talk a little bit about some of the other ones, and then I want to talk a little bit about uh, the unique experiences that your kids have had You know, coming out of uh, high school and using athletics to get them to somewhere else. Right, so what I've done is I had the opportunity, I created this, this uh, uh, business opportunity called, based upon my children, which is unbelievable, called J-A-K-O Management. And what I do is I try J-A-K-O. Yeah, J-A-K-O. J-A-K-O. Yeah, and that stands for my four children's first initial of their name, Jafar, Anissa, Kyrie, and Omar. J-A-K-O Management Dot, um, sports and entertainment management, you can go to www.jacomanagement.com. We'll, we'll get back with that guy. Yeah. Don't worry about but, <laughs> but anyway, um, what I did was create this opportunity where you get professional athletes and you help merge them into television and film and commercials after, after their sports. So it could be football, baseball, whatever the case may be. So I've worked with professional athletes like A.J. Francis, who was one of my clients, who plays for the Washington Redskins. He's the defensive tackle. I talked to him yesterday. I'm working with a young lady, actually a couple of guys from the University of Alabama who I've been on the phone with quite often, and they're really interested in coming on board with me. But the, the, the ideal is to get these guys and young ladies to see that there is life after the professional sports because that is going to end. What are you going to do afterwards? You can, like I've been taught by you, Joe, you can become the general manager. You can become, you know, a, a pitching coach. You can become whatever you want to do. And see, so these are some of the things that I've been focusing on with my players. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about your family. Um, accomplished academically. Mm -hmm. Accomplished, very accomplished athletically. Thank you. Um, so in addition to being MMA fighter, Kyrie being in the NFL, your daughter now looking to go to vet school. Yes. Uh, your youngest son now going to the University of Connecticut as a football player. What are some of the other things as a parent and as a mentor that you helped guide them into this, that they had other things in their consciousness in addition to just you know, doing something on the court or on the track or on the field? Well, I thought it was, it was so important to create for each one of them um, an expectation. We expect you to be successful. How you're going to accomplish that, we, my wife and I, uh, Dr. Ford, thought that we should give them guidelines in order to get to the next level. We weren't going to necessarily tell them how to do it, but we were going to help them along the steps. So I can tell parents out here today, if you're, in, if you're listening, that how important it is to not become a Joe Jackson or a... Uh, um, 
I, I don't know. People Joe Jackson, him, meaning Michael Jackson's father. Yes. Joe Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson's, Jackson's father. Jackson. I, you know, from what I've read. Well, Shoeless Joe Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Shoeless. He was a, he, you know, I'm not saying he was a tyrant. I don't know. But you got to be able to give your kid the opportunity to grow, but guide them in the process. So we set expectations for each one of our youngsters. We set them up with goals. They fell off their goals several times. I'm not gonna lie to you, but we help bring them back up and let them know that um, we're here to support you, and we, we want you to get to your next level, and we're here to support you at the bottom line at the end of the day. Great, and some examples, so now Kyrie, who recently had an injury and is probably not going to continue his NFL career after a few years. Um, what is he doing now? There's actually a pretty unique story that ties a little bit to football and to acting, which we'll talk about in a minute, which you've been heavily involved with. Yes. Um, there's a project actually that will come out sometime later in the summer. Yes. Uh, that you and Kyrie are actually in the same film on. What yes. is it? And why don't you tell them the story about how that happened? Right. So, uh, as you know, Kyrie was playing football. He's been, he was drafted in the fourth uh, fourth round by the New Orleans Saints. Graduated from the University of California. California. Yep. Uh, Started at Penn State under Joe Paterno. Under Joe Paterno. Correct. Was at uh, Penn State there. Did very well academically. Graduated, which is very rare. Graduated high school early to get to the college because, again, the expectations that we set on these kids are, you know, pretty high. Went to school. Went to the NFL. It's not going to be long. What are you going to do, Kyrie? What else do you want to do? So he has an artistic background. So I said, why don't you try, because you have a good look, why don't you try the opportunity to get into television and film? Well, he goes and he auditions for Russell Wilson's commercial, this new cleat. It was a Nike commercial. Nike commercial, Correct. yes. Which he's in. Which he's in. He's number 46 for the San Francisco He's the guy, if anybody sees the commercial, he's the guy chasing Russell Wilson all over the field <laughs> on roller skates but never quite gets him. Exactly, exactly. So, so, so Kyrie's in that. Then recently, I called the producers for the ID Discovery Channel and said, hey, I see that you guys are doing a story of the NFL football player that was unfortunately murdered in 2007 by the name of Sean Taylor. With the Washington Redskins. Washington Redskins. And I said, well, would, it, would you be interested in a real football player that's 6'2", 240 pounds? And give him a shot. I said, oh, and by the way, I see that there's a role for his father, Pete Taylor, I would like to audition. So they told both of us to come down to New York. We came down, he auditioned, I auditioned. Uh, several days later, they called us and said, congratulations, you guys got the job. And so August 16th, on the ID Discovery Channel, Kyrie will be playing the Sean Taylor, and I will be playing Pete Taylor in the reenactment of the ID Discovery of, of uh, the Sean Taylor story. It's amazing. So on the acting side, and we'll get to your background, mm -hmm. but that is actually a business now that you have launched and have started to grow in the sports world, yes. which is working with athletes on things like commercial placement, correct? That's correct. So totally different from being an agent, totally different from being a brand marketing person, although I'm sure that will factor in. Correct. So why don't you kind of touch on the company mm -hmm. and how it kind of came about and where it is now? Well, because I've... Um Again, Jayco Management came about because I saw the need for professional athletes who want to get into television, film, commercials, and so forth and so on with my children. That happened first. So um, what we did was we created these opportunities with Kyrie. I've been doing it for a while, but we created these opportunities with Kyrie. Uh, we first started with Omar. You know, uh, the younger man, yeah, who, we, where we did a New York Life commercial. I don't know if you ever saw the roller, co roller coaster commercial 
with New York Life, that's uh -huh. myself and Omar. So my kids have always delved a little bit into television and film. And then, so Kyrie had this opportunity and now other athletes who have prominent names are looking at Kyrie like you're not a prominent name, but you have Russell Wilson commercial, you have Sean Taylor's story, you just did another AT&T commercial, you're getting ready to get on Ballers. Who is helping you? How are you doing this? And he said, my manager. Well, who's your manager? And he said, my dad. And this is how now athletes are coming to me saying, who, who are some of the other athletes who have come to you, Ty? Well, there's a gentleman by the name of Bobby Humphrey. You know him. Sure. And his son, Marlon Humphrey, who mm -hmm. is... Bobby uh, Humphrey Heisman Trophy winner? Heisman Trophy winner. And Marlon Humphrey, who is uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. They are in talks right now with, uh, with us, trying to get, us, get them to the next level. I'm also talking to another uh, couple of Alabama uh, players. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to mention their names right now, but uh, they are... Uh, really, really, really uh, interested in, in getting becoming a part of this whole idea. And, and the classes you took at Columbia, I'm hoping, uh, helped you kind of both on the storytelling side but also on the business side as to how you would be able to structure something like this? Well, this is, at the end of the day, that is why I did this because the classes at Columbia, specifically your class too, was very, very interesting, um, Joe, in um, branding, marketing, so forth and so on and getting after it. Uh, I, I loved a lot of the speakers that you have uh, that come in, especially uh, uh, during, during, uh, during college, I mean uh, grad school, but also during the summer program. These speakers are coming in, they give wealth of knowledge of what's going on behind the scenes on how to make business happen. So Columbia <laughs> was instrumental in me building this concept. And where would you like to take it? Do you think it goes beyond football? I mean, I'm sure You've touched on athletes from every walk of life. You know, we've talked about kind of your crossing paths with Bobby Valentine in Stanford. Yes. And, um, some of the other athletes that, that have come in. Um, and why, why do you think there is a niche for that? Why do you think that agents aren't handling that the way maybe they should? Well, I think agents are not handling it, Joe, um, because they are so overwhelmed with the multitude of clients that they have. So they don't have someone that is specifically working on the niche mm -hmm. of that particular athlete. That is the issue. So these guys have a vast amount of players that are all trying to do the same thing with the players, but they can't because a couple of things. One thing is they don't have the contacts. That's very important. Another thing is they're overwhelmed with all the players that they have. Every one of these players want attention. And if you don't give them the attention that they need, they're going to find it somewhere else. So a lot of these guys are looking at me and saying, hey, here's a guy who's a little guy. who's not really big at, at all at what he does, but look what he's doing with the players that he has. Mm -hmm. And this is why they're coming on board with me, and this is why I believe I'm going to grow. I personally don't want to get overwhelmed with so many players. I want to be able to somewhat stay small so I can really focus and concentrate on those guys and, get them to, and women and get them to their next level. Great. One of the things that Tom and I talk about on the show are actually two pieces. One is the value of showing up, uh, and the other one is the network and yeah. who you know. So let's back into, in the last few minutes that we have, the actor guy for it, mm -hmm. some of the places you've been, because that's really where you've gotten these contacts to now go and build a business that you didn't think you'd be able to do probably two or three years ago. So tell us about how Guy Ford got into acting and some of the places from Murder, She Wears. Is Murder, She Wears one of them? No, one of them was uh, um, Law & Order. Law & Order, um, Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada, so. uh, 
So I started and the AARP commercial. Was AARP commercial. Well, let me let me tell you. Let me just even back up a little a little further. I started. Um, how I started in this process, when I was a young man, I always wanted to perform. My one big dream was to be able to sing the national anthem at one of the Yankee games, Giant games, or whatever. The can you sing? Be. I can sing, yes. Okay, we're not going to ask you to do that now. Yes, I can do it if you like me. But no, 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 not right now. <laughs> but uh, um, I, said, I said to myself, okay, what can I do to get to my next level? Unfortunately, an incident happened in my life. Why don't you tell everybody what, briefly what the story was? Yeah, an incident happened in my life when I was 21 years old with a young lady that I was dating at the time. Her boyfriend came into the house, knocked on the door, shook my hand, trust, and um, came in and murdered her in front of me on my birthday. And that was so life-changing to me that I became a professional firefighter. That's why I wanted to save lives and change lives. And that's what I've been doing um, uh, for years and currently. I believe in the concept of saving and changing um, individuals' lives. So one day as a firefighter, I was down at Ground Zero and Ashley Banfield, Ashley Banfield um, came on um, to, to me. Ashley Banfield came to me and asked me what did I see down at Ground Zero. And I told her I couldn't get explicit on what I saw, but it was unbelievable. After that, casting directors been, began to contact me. When they saw you on the news. They saw me on the news. They contacted me off of the news and said, hey, would you like to come in for an audition for Johnson & Johnson's commercial as a nurse? Mm -hmm. I said, absolutely. I came in, I booked the job, and that commercial ran for like four years, and I have still been in contact with the advertising agency, Saatchi & Saatchi, for years since that, they've become my friends. Mm -hmm. um, so I've, I've gotten into commercials, I've gotten into television, I've done Law and Order, I've done um, The Devil Wears Prada, um, The Interpreter, uh, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Uh, these are not lead roles, but these are parts that I had speaking roles in them. And if you um, know Guy, and when you see Guy's picture on his website or on his Twitter feed, you will say, man, I've seen that guy somewhere before. <laughs> I get that all the time, Joe. But, uh, so that these are all the ideas of uh, getting an opportunity to be on television, to be on film. Uh, again, uh, August 16th, I'm doing this on ID Discovery, and I have something really big coming down the pike uh, on the OWN network that's going to be unbelievable. With Oprah? Yes. Okay, great. Um, and just briefly touch on the AARP commercial, which aired on the Super Bowl in 2016, correct? Yes. So what happened was uh, AARP... Uh, and you played a fireman, very typecast. Exactly. <laughs> they typecast me. They saw you, what they were interested in it. Because when you see AARP today, what are your thoughts on AARP? These are, this is for old people. Well, they were trying to rebrand themselves, and they saw me as an opportunity because I was a guy that was a professional firefighter who also went back to Columbia Graduate School to get my master's degree in sports management. And so they tried to rebrand or are trying to rebrand and are, are rebranding AARP um, to show that it's not just about old people, it's about people. Mm -hmm. And that's how I did that commercial. So in the last couple of minutes, uh, there are two questions that we always ask people. Um, where do you get your information from and then where can people find you? Uh, but the other question, and since you've now gone through the program at a slightly older age than most people with a different type of experience by far, um, what is the advice that you give to people who are looking to reinvent or to looking to 
um, not sure whether they want to go back to school, not happy in their job, and even a young person coming out of school trying to say, crap, what am I going to do now? What, what's the simple advice that you give to people? I think the simple advice that I would give to anyone who's thinking about uh, change, um, you know, never, never ever listen to anyone telling you that you can't succeed in whatever it is that you want to do. It's a belief that starts inward. Um, and if you, if you believe it and you believe in the concept that you can get to your next level, regardless of the circumstances that are going to, because by the way, you're going you're gonna to have circumstances that are going to tell you no, you can't do it, or no, this is not going to happen. Just continue after whatever it is that you're trying to do. There's someone on this galaxy, on this planet, that is going to help you get to your next level. There is someone. You know, there's a synergy and a, a, a spirituality that, of some form of connection that can really make it happen. So that's my belief. My belief is just go for it. Don't even worry about well, what if, or what are the circumstances. Don't worry about those things. Just move forward, get into what it, what it is you want to get into, and watch how the doors of opportunity open. Great. And then the two questions, where do you get your information from, mm -hmm. and where can people find you? Right. So people can find me at... Um, at on Twitter on at Guy G A G U Y A F O R T T. That's my Twitter name. I think you spelled your name wrong for a second, but it's correct. Yeah, yeah, Guy correct. For it, G U Y F O R T T. Yep, G U Y A F O R T T. Yep. With the initial A. And again, you can go to my website, which is www.jakomanagement.com. Um, and that's it. And then where do you get your information? Who do you follow? Where do you draw your information from? How do you stay up to date with everything? Yeah, well, I got to be very honest with you. I, I follow you. You know, uh, Not a good I, example, but that's all right. So. <laughs> I do. I, I follow you. I go online. I'm going on, obviously, all the social media handles to check it out. Uh, I also listen to a lot of, I've got to be honest with you, a lot of spiritual. I, I listen to Joel Osteen quite often because mm -hmm. um, he helps me. Uh, it's good my, that you mentioned him after me, so I know where the pecking order is. So <laughs> that, so. Well, he, he helps me on my journey spiritually on um, on his advice on, you know, moving forward. And, I you know, I, I listen to those. I listen to you and him quite often. Wow, Joe and Joel, there you go. JJ. So, see if we can get him on the show, Guy. Maybe you can hook <laughs> us up with that. So, Guy Fort, it's been a pleasure having you on and listening to your very unique story. Uh, we hope the agency works out really well and continues to grow. You're off to a great start. Uh, and once again, continued success. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, definitely. Once again, this has been the Columbia University Sports Podcast, The Cusp Show. I'm Joe Favorito, sitting in for my co-host, Tom Richardson, and we'll catch up with you down the line. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Cusp Show, the Columbia University Sports Podcast. I'm Tom Richardson, and my co-host is Joe Favorito. And our production assistant this week is Columbia student Reese Eisenman. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple's podcast app, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and other key platforms. You can also find it at blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Cusp Show. And you can get in touch with us on Twitter at CU underscore SPS underscore sports. Also, you can find out more about our program, the Columbia University Sports Management Program, by going online at sps.columbia.edu forward slash sports hyphen management. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time.